Good evening and welcome to Spooky Saturday, a Halloween special of Tabi Tabi Podcast. I am your host Ethan, and tonight I'm going to share some spooky stories. These stories came from my horror page named Read If You Dare, so if you like, please go follow that page. But before we proceed with the stories, if you want to listen to more Halloween episodes, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod and enjoy exclusive Halloween content each week for the month of October. For as little as $2, you can help support the podcast, listen to Patreon-exclusive content, and more. Or, you can give me a tip at coffee. Just head over to ko-fi.com slash tabitabipod. Lastly, this Halloween is also the podcast's second anniversary. And I'm gonna release an ebook on October 31 about the topics I've talked about in the past two years in celebration of the podcast's second anniversary. It includes 25 Philippine creatures, 7 deities, and 400 places. So hopefully you'll like them. It's because of your continued support to the podcast that I can still keep on doing this. So thank you so very much. With that out of the way, settle in my dear listeners and let's begin. This story was submitted by January. This story takes place in 2009, while I was in 6th grade. It's not as frightening now, but it scared the hell out of me when I was little. My friends and I were assigned to the same group of cleaners on that specific day. And while cleaning, we came across some rice bags and decided to play a game with them. One person would sit on the bag and be dragged around the classroom by another. So without further ado, we swept the floor, applied floor wax, and then got to work. I was abruptly summoned to my father's office. He was a member of the school's faculty, so it was no surprise. After I finished my business with my father, I returned to the classroom. While I was walking down the hall, I noticed my friend Colin riding a tricycle at the back of the driver and thought to myself, Oh, he's leaving. And now the rest will as well. I was about to say goodbye to him when I saw him looking at me with a smirk on his face. I became perplexed and simply waved and smiled at him. When I returned to the classroom, I was relieved to see that my friends were still playing. I looked around to the room and saw that Colin was not present. I suddenly felt the urge to inquire as to where he had gone. Colin? He's in our vegetable garden, looking for the gardening tools that we used earlier. Why? Christine stated. I glanced at them wide eyes. Are you kidding me? I saw him riding a tricycle home, I swear to you. I was already yelling because I couldn't believe what they were saying. When Colin returned from the garden, we told him the story and thought that it could have been his doppelganger. That was the first time I'd seen something like that and we decided to call it quits and go home. This next story was submitted by Lizelle. I remember one night when my mother, my two siblings, and I chose to sleep in the same room. At the time, there were just four people in the house and they decided to sleep early. However, I, who was used to sleeping late, couldn't get my mind to fall off to dreamland. My mother and I were sleeping in the same bed in reverse positions. 
her feet were facing me while mine was facing hers. And then, while I was trying to find a comfortable position to sleep in, I heard a gate open. I wasn't sure if it was our gate or the neighbor's. So I just closed my eyes and ignored it since I distinctly remember locking our gate. I then heard footsteps walking up to our stairs a few minutes later. It was a gradual step, but I heard it. I kept my eyes shut. The footsteps came to a halt outside the open door to the room where we were staying, and my back was to the door. I assumed it was my uncle and his wife because they frequently came to our place at any time. But after a few minutes, I didn't hear anything until the footsteps faded away. I felt relieved and assumed that whoever it was had left. Suddenly, whoever it was came running from the other end of our corridor and came to a halt at our door again. My heart began to beat quickly. It then rushed the other way, and whoever it was clapped its hand and slapped its thighs. It was so loud that I was so surprised that no one else had awoken. I was beginning to sweat profusely as a result of my fear. And when it came to a halt again, it appears to be staring at me. Then it would go back to what it was doing. Run, stop, clap, slap, run, stop, stare, run, stop, clap, slap. Every sound in the hallway was echoing and it went on for a long time. I decided to be tough and sat up in the bed and faced the door. The sound came to a stop when I did. My movements awoke my mother, who questioned why I was sweating and grabbed the towel to dry the evident sweat on my face. After that, I was able to sleep. The next day, I went around our house and discovered that my uncle and aunt had not arrived. This means there were just four of us in the house that night. I told my mother and my siblings everything that had transpired the previous night. My elder brother and my younger sister were terrified. And my mother? She just simply told me that it was all a dream. I trusted her. And since then, it has never happened again. This next story was submitted by Red. I once found myself alone in my aunt's apartment. I was playing Skyrim in the living room and I felt the need to pee. I peed with the bathroom door open because I had the entire area to myself. I went to the sink after finishing my business to wash my hands and face. I do have a habit of washing my face every time I come from the bathroom. Take note that the bathroom mirror was angled in a way that I could see the couch in the main room. When I splashed water on my face, I looked up and saw a feminine ebony figure seated on the couch via the mirror. And all it did was stare at me. I peered beyond the doorway but there was no one on the couch. And when I looked in the mirror again, I saw a distorted image of myself with a black figure behind me. I started saying Jesus, but I never finished because it seemed like I was being choked every time I uttered Jesus' name. 
The apparition then tilted its head to the side, and I felt the sensation of being strangled. I held the sides of the sink as tears streamed down my cheeks. I collapsed after staying like that for two minutes, and the bathroom mirror cracked to bits. I hurriedly crawled out of the flat, and never went back there again. This next story was submitted by Yikes. I know this is just another sleep paralysis story, but here goes. I had sleep paralysis many years ago, and you know how it goes. You think you're awake, but you're not. You can't move your body, and you do your best to move a muscle with all of your strength, but it's difficult. And when I successfully wake myself up, I find myself breathing heavily. However, there was one instance when the sleep paralysis worsened. I had the same dream as before. But this time, there was a black figure or entity in the dream. It happened twice in a row, both times in the same week. I was lying on my bed the first time and couldn't move. And when I looked at my closet, it slowly opened. Inside, I can see a black figure staring at me. It has red eyes as far as I can tell. Then it was the same scenario the second time it happened. This time though, the black figure stood near my bed, staring at me. I'm curious what will happen the next time I have that dream again. But I don't think I want to find out. The next story was submitted by In-House Ghost. I wanted to tell you the story. This occurred when I was sent to an isolated nun house in preparation for the board exam. My three other friends and I decided to go outside the kiosk around 7.30pm. There was a large tree with a log and the city lights could be seen. However, it was already dark and the moon was the only source of light. To relieve our stress, we stayed there for quite some time, did some yoga, and sung our hearts out. We were happily singing when we heard a voice from the bushes in front of us. It joined us in tune, overlapping our voices. To be honest, it sounded more like a hymn, just like in the old movie. We immediately fell silent, and then we heard the voice again. We were so terrified that we fled like hell back to the house we were staying at. It was just supposed to be us. So, where did that voice come from? When we were close to the house, I was so curious about what was in front of those bushes, so, so we asked one of the guards. The guard then informed us that there was a steep cliff behind those bushes. We weren't satisfied with his response, so the next morning, we went to the location of where it had happened to satisfy our curiosity. We discovered that it wasn't bushes but a cliff with railings. So obviously, no one could have possibly be on that side that night. And then we realized, there was a cemetery just a few meters ahead of us. People in that neighborhood informed us about a white lady who roamed the area at night. So maybe it was her. It was my first interaction with the paranormal. 
and I'm convinced that such things do exist. And this last story came from Stupid Leprechaun. This happened during my third year in college. We were having a school activity and we were in charge of the stage decor and for props, etc. We finished making the decor at past midnight. So we were forced to sleep in the teacher's lounge. After everyone had fallen asleep, we heard a tremendous hammering at the ceiling. There were five knocks in total with the same time gap between each knock. With our sleep being interrupted, we decided to investigate as to what was causing the knocking. We believed it was nothing at first, maybe there was a cat on the ceiling. But then, the knocking resumed. It now acquired a beat, as if there was a person at the ceiling. I whacked the ceiling with a broom, thinking there was someone there and for them to stop. After that, the knocking ceased for a brief moment. And then BAM! The ceiling sounded as if it had been punched. Scared, we contacted the guards, who searched the ceiling, and as expected, discovered that no one was up there. After the weird occurrence, none of us wanted to sleep again. And when daylight arrived, word of the incident spread like wildfire. Then one of the janitors, particularly the oldest one, mentioned that the teacher's lounge was home to a capre, who was once reported to be dwelling at the talise tree behind the building that had been cut down. He further stated that the aforementioned capre is well known for tricking faculty members and the dean by knocking on windows, walls, doors, and in our case, the ceiling. And that concludes the first episode of Spooky Saturday, a Halloween special of Tabi Tabi Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. I know my voice is not fit for spooky stories, but I don't really care. I really wanted to read stories. <laughs> so hopefully I was able to entertain you. <laughs> In any case, thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod and enjoy exclusive Halloween content each week for the month of October. For as little as $2, you can help support the podcast, listen to Patreon-exclusive content, and more. Or you can give me a tip at coffee. Just head over to ko-fi.com slash tabitabipod. Thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast with me, Ethan. Join me next week when I share more Philippine spooky stories. Bye!